Hi everyone, it's Shakti Durga, and welcome to this episode of the Soul Talk podcast. Each episode is going to feature some of the highlights from live trainings, retreats, online classes, and presentations that I've done around the world. If you find value in it, please text the link to the podcast to a friend or share it with your networks. I look forward to connecting with you soon. Namaste. Our story and journey with abundance at this unique and strange piece of history that we're living in right now, wouldn't you say? It's a unique and strange piece of history. Who'd have thought? Who would have thought even two months ago that we would all be staying at home Businesses would be closed. Nobody would be catching public transport. There'd be no cars on the road. Who would have thought that the life we have now would be like it is even just a couple of months ago? And who knows where it's going to end up? We don't know, do we? We are in a completely, I don't know, type of situation. Well, some of you might think you know, but I wonder if you do. So I thought we should explore how can we best support ourselves and the, the future we'd like to have, how can we become magnetic to the sort of future that we would like to have? And I thought that would be a good place for us to start. Throughout human history, it would be true to say that it has been more usual than not that there is a lot of uncertainty facing most people most of the time. We've been living in this kind of bubble, I think, for some time now, where we insure ourselves against this. We have a thousand and one regulations and rules to protect us against that. And whilst in many ways this is fabulous, many of us have not lived through any major challenges that affect the whole, not just the whole nation, but the whole world. And we haven't had that, like, for instance, My parents grew up during the Great Depression and were very young when the Second World War was on, you know. That was that generation's sort of challenge. But um, my generation hasn't really had anything like that. And maybe you're in the same boat, but we are facing a challenge now. And so I thought it would be good for us to consider spiritually what would be the best way for us to hold our consciousness when going through a time of complete uncertainty. And I'm reminded of the whole situation where in the past vibration just mattered so much and our vibration comes from so many things. It's how we think. It is also largely behind our thinking, what's in our subconscious, what's in our deep unconscious. What's in our karmic grace bank account? What's happened in other lifetimes that we might not even know about? We we can't really remember. We don't know what's in all of that. But we do know that right here, right now, we can utilize the most precious resource we have, which is our time, to either raise the possibility of us leading abundant lives at the end of COVID-19 or going in a big black hole. So some of my um, friends in China who I was speaking with today have said that whilst the COVID-19 risk is kind of done, 
they're all feel, you know they're all out and about doing their normal things when they have to they're still being asked to stay home as much as they can because of foreigners chinese who've been overseas coming back and bringing it with them for a second wave of covid-19 there but but they're saying the economic disruption has been very severe and that there's a lot of people unemployed there's a lot of businesses that have failed and there's a lot of disruption in the community because of that and down the track this is something that we may also face and some economic forecasters are saying that we might be in for quite a depressed or at least recessed economy so whilst all that sounds really terrible and you you should know by now that i'm going to not buy into that particularly for my own i am going to be aware that that is the surrounding circumstances and that really it's like a big wave of challenge going through the whole world and so how are we going to race rise to that challenge and that's really the purpose for me of this this evening's discussion how are we going to rise to the challenge and so for me i'm spending as much time as i can during the enforced stay at homeness in doing spiritual practices and making sure that i'm looking after myself so most days i'm getting out and going for a walk and just leading my life in what i hope is a fairly balanced way but not skimping on raising my vibration through spiritual practices and you might say well what's that got to do with abundance well i'm also visualizing the future whereby the work that i've been doing for many years will reach more people not less people because of the changes so what i'm doing is instead of seeing this terrible situation which you'd never wish on anybody instead of seeing it as a terrible scourge i'm seeing it as an opportunity and i invite you to think of it in the same way to think of it as an opportunity when we are floating down the river of life we don't know when we're going to hit the bumps do we the rapids the waterfalls falling over the big waterfall we don't know when that's going to happen but there are some ways that we can align ourselves with the best outcome possible so sometimes i talk about a j curve and a j curve is well it looks exactly like a capital j and we start here and then we go like there's a shock our life was going along here then there's a shock and then it's like everything seems to be falling to pieces and we seem like things are getting worse life's getting worse I'm really scared stuff's happening and then we go right down to the bottom of the J and then we can either keep sinking or we can get a grip on ourselves and recognize that we can use all sorts of different levers to help ourselves so there's physical ones there's energetic ones there's emotional ones there's mental levers there's spiritual ones and there's divine things that we can connect with to help pull us through this time and as we do our inner work we can align ourselves with opportunity and with the best possible outcome for ourselves and our families as we get through this pandemic 
And of course, we also want to be healthy. And of course, we want to have that as our first priority. And of course, every day I've been doing mantra to help protect myself from COVID virus and sharing that mantra very widely. And so that goes without saying. But tonight's talk and practice is about abundance specifically. And so I thought I might take us to considering the Tao. And I love the Taoist teachings because they're they're sort of rooted in stillness. They're rooted in the inevitability of what is and how everything comes into a perfect balance through the operation of yin and yang, yin being the feminine energy and yang being the masculine energy. So yin is where there's stillness, where there's stopping, being receptive, where there's being magnetic to whatever it is that is our vibrational match. And yang is where we are active, we're doing things, we're thinking thoughts, we're moving the forces of creation in some way. And of course, life is a balance of the yin and the yang. We are a balance of the yin and the yang. Our culture is too, and the world economy is. And when it gets out of balance, then nature does something about that to bring it back into balance. And I feel like this COVID-19 virus is a huge invitation to the human family to find a different balance point for interacting with nature and each other and the way we've been living and feelings of separation, uh, you know, all kinds of imbalances that really aren't okay, that we've been living with not knowing what to do about it and feeling a bit powerless to make anything change. And also those in power in most countries have not wanted to do things that really disrupt the economy because they're frightened of the political and economic fallout. But in this, they had no choice. There was no other choice than to stop everything, was there? And I think this is to the benefit of all of us in the long run. But what's the Tao got to do with all this? Well, I think it's a self-balancing mechanism. And if you think of the Tao as a mighty river, just flowing and flowing and flowing, then it brings everything into balance and harmony. So how is it we can come into harmony? That's really the, that's the question. How is it that we can really evolve our consciousness now to a place of harmony and balance and find the inner beauty, find the peace and hold a really clear vision of the types of things we would like to enjoy in our life. So I know some people who might be watching this broadcast may be suffering from quite acute poverty problems. Some other people are actually very comfortable on a world scale and everybody's idea of what is a wealthy life is different. So we need to sort that out for ourselves, practicing, I think, the rule of moderation that what would be a reasonable way for us to live in the future, what kinds of experiences would we like to have in our life that we didn't have before this worldwide interruption happened? What would we like to 
bring in that wasn't there before. So for me, the additional time to be in stillness has been amazing. To have the lack of distraction has just been fabulous. And it's given me a few areas in my life where I'd like to just develop uh, the capacity to spend more time doing things that are creative, that are nourishing and restoring for me, all kinds of creative things and hobby things, but also looking at where I want my future to be in terms of my vocation. And so I invite you to do a similar kind of exercise yourself that we, we don't know how we're going to get there and we don't need to. What we need to do is just focus on where we'd like to be and then trust the river. Jump in the river, let go of the side, stop trying to hang on and make everything stay the same as it's being and just let the river take you to the perfect place with the perfect opportunities that are just right for you. So that's really the, the basic philosophy that I'm suggesting we adopt. And as we float down the river, we just try and have our vibration in the highest vibration we can, that we refrain as much as possible from going into states of negativity and that if we find ourselves in those negative states, that we do something to release that tension and come out of it. And so that's the basic premise. Has anyone got any questions about that or concerns about utilising this way of moving forward? In a little while, we're going to do a little practice. We'll do it in a Taoist kind of way. We might also just do a bit of clearing first because that's what we do. We like to do that, to do a bit of lift for our consciousness and release whatever it is that has been heavy and all the poverty and scarcity thinking because we don't know what the divine plan is, but if we align with this feeling of abundance, then I think you'll find that the this wacky time we're living in will just deliver us up into some situation that is much better than what we've had before. And so I invite you to join me in holding on to as your almost your mantra that life's never been as good as it is after COVID-19, that COVID-19 really helps us all to lead better lives and that there's been some fabulous changes to the way we all habitually live. What do you reckon? I think it's a great idea. And so we just have to hold that vision and then be as dharmic as we can be in the way we live our lives. So this is the, the law of natural attraction, isn't it? This is the way natural attraction works. And some people say, yeah, well, I've tried the law of natural attraction, all that stuff, and I just get a headache just trying to focus all the time on the things that I, you know, the vision and, and nothing ever happens. And then I think to myself, well, I wonder what the ratio would be between the time spent visualizing this beautiful future and doing that inner work and the time spent doubting and feeling scared, feeling into poverty. I bet you anything that they would be about equal or even that there would still be more time spent in that fear state than there is doing the practices to bring us into a higher and better state. So yes, uh, Wendy's put in, we have everything we need, gratitude and appreciation. Yeah, and certainly practicing 
gratitude and appreciating what you have is a really good strategy to, to thank the universe for, for the blessings that we do have and uh, for our homes and the people we love. And it's a bit sad sometimes that we can't go and visit the people we love. The other day, because I haven't seen my parents for like two months or something, it's probably the longest time in my life I haven't seen them, and I was thinking, oh, I'd really like to go and see them, and maybe I'll just go because I could always say that, you know, they're elderly and they needed some help, which is, you know, they are elderly. And then I was watching something on TV on YouTube and up on YouTube came an ad saying, you might want to go and visit your parents, but don't. Couldn't believe it. It was just when I was thinking, oh, I think I might go over. You might want to visit your parents, but don't. So I thought the universe just told me what to do, you know. So I had to just accept, can I give them something? Like, would I give them something? Because, you know, you just don't know. There's days can go by where you don't know you're infected. So, I mean, I'm just sharing that story to just really say that, you know, I felt sad. I really felt like I didn't like this current system where you can't go and visit people you love. So in my heart was this sadness and I just decided that instead of getting angry about it or stuffing it down in some way or distracting myself, I would just sit there and feel the sadness and then feel how grateful I was for my parents, you know, and how it's so wonderful that we have all this caring in our life. And then I could switch the sadness into gratitude, not by denying it, but by feeling it. And then having the space and the stillness to not have to actually take action to make the feeling go away. So I didn't have to go and see mum and dad to make the sad feeling go away. It was just sitting in it and then letting it transmute through what Wendy said, using the gratitude and then feeling that through the love, the sad feeling turned into joy. And so I'm just sharing that as a tool, really, for how we deal with those days where you do feel a bit lonely or you feel a bit sad because you can't go and see this person or, you know, you're feeling a bit isolated. So I'm sharing it for that reason because there's nothing wrong with that feeling. Like feeling sad when you can't go and see someone is really is showing you how much you care about them. So it's not negative when we feel it like that. And when we're talking about our vibration, it doesn't hurt you vibrationally to feel that sadness. But what does hurt is if we then stuff it down or deflect ourselves in some way so that the sadness is actually still there, but we've just distracted ourselves. That's what hurts your vibration. And so that's why I'm saying that um, we've got this um, little piece of time at the moment to be able to just sit with these things and, and let them trans transform through things like gratitude and love and just spending the time to sit there. So that's why I'm sharing. So I hope you don't mind me sharing a, a personal anecdote, but I feel like, you know, this is the truth we're living in at the moment, so we might as well be real about it. And, you know, you, you need your heart to be active so that you can create an abundant future because I actually think that it's the love in our heart that connects us to the divine and our soul and that's where the raining down of the gifts of heaven really comes because we've got such a big open heart you know and we're not afraid of feeling whatever needs to be felt 
we don't act out from it, we don't bury it, we don't hide it. Yeah, we're feeling it, but in a good way. And we're letting it give us the message, the message being, oh, you really care about your parents. And yes, it's sad that you can't go and see them. Okay, well, let's just transmute that into the joy of having parents that you care about that much. So when you get those things, feeling of loneliness, whatever, just let them transform. Yeah, so Marilena says she's had that too. And Siddhi Shakti said, I can feel the opportunity in it, but it's also hard to see so many people suffering and the serious predictions for job losses. I agree, Siddhi Shakti. And that's why we're having this session tonight is because we can all see that. And if we do no spiritual practices and we just keep focused on that suffering and job losses, if we keep focusing on that, then because we're creative beings, we're going to create that. And so what I'm suggesting is that we know that that's a risk in the physical world. We're aware of the risk. It's not like we're ungrounded. We are aware and we know that our mind as a sense organ has actually given us this stimulus that we know. My mind as a sense organ has let me know of this danger. So fear has done its job. Now, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. Now we use our heart, which is where courage is born And the courage is the transforming agent. So when we sit in fear, we're likely to experience the truth of what we're fearing. And then we see, and then we say, see, I told you. So the pessimist or the, they call it realism, they get a great buzz out of being right. You know, (laughs) it's like, yes, the world's gone to crap and I'm right and people are horrible, you know. But what we have to do is raise our own boat, I suppose, and we do that through the inner, the inner stuff. And I know of no better methodology really than Ignite Your Spirit Therapy for releasing that negativity and then connecting us to the power of our soul and then to just know that this change is going to transition us to a more beautiful existence. And then when we pull ourselves up, we can be part of the lift and shift team that helps pull other people up. But as you know, my view around around feelings is that there's a difference between sympathy and empathy. Empathy is when through my love I, I connect with your pain, but I feel confident that we can hold a vision of releasing out of this and that I know that you're an eternal soul and that everything that's going on is part of the play of creation and part of the journey of your life. Whereas when I'm in my sympathy state, I'm totally freaking out and my fear connects with your fear and we just ratchet up each other's fear together. We just get into that fear state and that can be quite dangerous in a time like this. So as spiritual aspirants, I think our job right now is to manage these hard emotions and the images and visions that we have of hundreds of people lining up at unemployment queues and all these sorts of things to then be able to say, in my world, I create that my future is much better than my past. I'm creating the beautiful world that I want to walk into. And so I believe that you change the probability of actually being able to do that from utilizing your emotions in the way that I'm suggesting. Yeah, so Gabriella, I, I think I'm probably agreeing with you that empathy is feeling with someone and it's empowering and sympathy is feeling for someone and it's dis- disempowering. 
But I think I just want to add that the sympathy one is because it's fear-based, you know, and it's like because you're suffering, I'm going to take that suffering inside of me and suffer with you. And so all you then have is two suffering people instead of one. For me, with empathy, I can see the pain you're in and I can send you love to help you through your pain and I can open my heart to you. I can feel your pain, but I don't add my pain to it. I don't take it on and wear that pain, if you see what I mean. I don't feel bad afterwards. I don't feel negative afterwards because I understand that no soul takes on something that it isn't ready to take on. Yeah, radical gratitude, Wendy's saying, has been helping me stay in the moment and I've never been as grateful for you and our community. Well, the Buddhists have a great saying, don't they, that to get through tough times, there's three things needed, Buddha, Dharma, Sangha. So we need a spiritual teacher, we need teachings, and we need a community. And so that's why myself and the Council of Light have been really planning to offer as much as we can during this time to help us all. I mean, it's great for us because we do our spiritual practices with you, but it's also um, great that we all get to do stuff together and help each other. And hopefully those ripples of light go a long way out further than just the people who are watching. Because just think about it, if we can support the light workers to stay in a good, positive place, then they're able to help their families who might not be interested in doing the spiritual programs, but they can send the love, they can hold the vision, they'll have the strength to be able to do that. So anything else that we want to, oh, there's some comments coming on. So um, Alleluia says, for me, abundance coming out of this situation would be a more caring, sharing society where there's less materialism and selfishness. I'm pleased to see a liberal government taking economic decisions, which you would not normally do, but taking care of people first and hopefully this will continue. Isn't it amazing? I think it's totally amazing. I think we should send them all love and tell them to keep doing it. It's really amazing. (laughs) Yes, I agree. So there you go. I think I've probably said enough for you to get the vibe, yeah? And the concept's not a difficult concept, but sometimes it can be hard to do, particularly in the moment when we're feeling, you know, that a bit scared, a bit vulnerable. And, um, yeah, Rudram, I agree, for the economy to become more humane, And it starts with all of us, doesn't it? It really starts with each and every one of us. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Soul Talk. I hope the podcast has served you in creating a happier and more abundant life. If you've enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate and leave a review on your favorite podcast app. If you'd like to connect with me, head over to shaktidurga.com.